Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. A band and the lead singer uh, in their latest album, she throws in a lot of references to Bikini Kill, specifically uh, Suck My Left One oh, c- comes up a lot. Suck My Left One. And stuff like that. <laughs> but it makes me really happy yeah. that like, hey, the kids still listen to Bikini Kill. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, hey, hey, welcome to our record store. Uh, I'm Seth, this is Tara, and that's uh, JJ back there on the register. Uh, you happen to be here on a, on a very special day. Today is our first day on the job. We all just started working here, and uh, this is us kind of getting to know each other and uh, uh, figuring out where the alphabetizing starts and stops and all that. Uh, from what I've seen, it starts today and ends at compilation. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the shelf I've seen so far. Um, if there's anything we can do for you, uh, just fire questions our way and uh, shout out if uh, we can help you find anything. But in all honesty, if you ask us where, uh, I don't know, Red House Painters is, we're just going to look it up too because we just got here. So uh, welcome to us and welcome to you, customer. Uh, anyway, anyway, back to what we were saying. You bought a whole bunch of concert tickets, Bikini mm-hmm. Kill here uh, in Atlanta, but you bought the Philadelphia tickets. Correct. You got you got any more in you? Yes. What else? I'm what else? also going to Movement, which is in Detroit. Underworld is playing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and then now, do I you bought... like traveling for concerts? I do, I do, because I can make a whole trip out of it. Right. But you know, I. It would be nice if all of these shows I'm going to were in Atlanta because it would be a lot cheaper. But, of course, you know, not yeah. everybody comes here. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting <laughs> with uh, going to a King Cruel concert in Houston right now. Oh, my gosh. The new record is so good. It's amazing. It it's makes amazing. me it's it makes perfect. me so happy. Yes. I mean, King Cruel is always great, and I never know what he's going to give me. And that's kind of the glory of everything. And his tour right now, he the closest he gets to us is Houston. Really? Yeah. So part of me is like, okay, I'll drive to Houston. I'll get to see the um, the Rothko Chapel, which is one of my like lifelong bucket lists. That's something I want to see. And, um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what else? What else have you got? Um, I'm going to Cruel World Fest in L.A. Ooh. That's the one with um, that, that's like the, the psychedelic goth one. furs, yes. the English beat, the church, Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo. I'm, I'm really impressed that you're going to that one. That's yeah. really cool. I'm so excited. I'm jealous of you. And I'm, then, of course, Bauhaus is playing here in September now yeah. after the fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I've never seen Blondie or anyone like that. So I'm excited to, to go to that show. I you also know, got Nick Cave tickets. Ooh, where's that one? That one's actually here. Uh, at, which venue? Uh, the Fox. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see him playing The Fox and doing it well. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, speaking of both Atlanta and speaking of Blondie, did you see when the coat hangers were playing at Fashion Week recently? Oh, I did see that they did that. And then Debbie Harry joined them on stage. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. Good I heard about them. that. That's right. I totally forgot. That's super cool. Like, yeah. like, like the coat hangers to me feel like our most local band here in Atlanta. I, I don't I know that's not true. Yeah. But like to me, like they are just the right level of like, yes, we're super successful, but yes, we're still very local. Which I know is is I don't know maybe it's insulting to people who are also from here. Like, Black lips, right? Or like or like <laughs> Deer Hunter. Like yeah. I consider them the world's band, yeah. <laughs> whereas the coat hangers I consider our band yeah. here in Atlanta. Yeah. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But um, 
But here, let's let let's let's play this game of getting to know each other a little mm-hmm. bit better. Because because yep, you yep. you and I know each other, but we don't know each other that well. You know, we right. we know each other in a friendly way, but but we yes. haven't like grown up with each other. You right. know, like, like like we don't have those details in each other's lives that like old friends have. So 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 here, like I am going to say things that I think I know about you, and you correct me. Wow. Okay. 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 Um. Mostly, the main thing I, I first learned about you is that you're a DJ. Correct. That you DJ under the name DJ Pterodactyl. Correct. And you basically do it, like, all the time. like All the time. To, to, to the degree that I worry about your lack of sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're doing this, like, 24-7. Like, you were just on, know. like, yeah. a switch. I really don't know how I maintain any sort of, like, energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that happens I was recently just hanging out with my friends till like five in the morning the other day, and my friend was like, "Oh, I fell asleep on the couch, and I woke up at like four, and you were still out." <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like for example, I can tell you that last night I went to bed at nine, and I was woken up at two a.m. and I was I felt ruined. I felt like my life was over. I'm like, oh, no, it's 2 a.m. How will I ever get back to sleep? Maybe I'll just get up now and just start my day. <laughs> yeah. Like, like your your time frame for life is so different from mine. And that's that's cool. And and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. And I always have lots and lots of questions about your DJing and your DJing lifestyle as as your alter ego, DJ Pterodactyl. I went to bed at 3 a.m. last night. Wow. So, so, yeah, and so, I had to be at work at 9. Oh, I, I, I literally don't understand. <laughs> understand how you do it. Me either. I really don't. It's just a lot of coffee. And honestly, when I'm having fun, I can't stop. I just I can't. I follow so. you. I 100% follow you. <laughs> um, and so continuing things I know about yep. you, I know um, that when you DJ, a lot of it is danceable 80s, mm-hmm. like 80s well, and 90s. And I guess it depends on where you are. It depends on the gig. Mm-hmm. The, the main gig that I have does have a lot of that. But, but I, I, I know other ones can be like more house or disco, okay. and then, yeah, or yeah. And then, <laughs> I, but I know in your in your downtime, the music you listen to on your own can be a bit more experimental and a bit more sad. Correct. Yes, <laughs> the total opposite. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so yeah, I I, I th- those are the things I know about you off the top of my head. Yes. That, that, that are about your music life. Well, feel, you know me so well. I feel like I hit those things pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should I try that with you? Yeah. Vice versa. <laughs> Go for it. Um. Okay. Um. I know that you are vegan and you don't have caffeine or candy or anything like that. <laughs> that's that's very troubling. But yes, it's true. Yes. <laughs> Um, I know that you are obsessed with Sonic Youth like I am. Very true. Yes, yes. Uh, I know that you run a record label called Haunted Birthday Records and that you do record pressings. That is true. Well, actually, that's not really true. I I don't actually do pressings. Technically, I mostly do lathe embossed records. Right. But that's just technical yeah, silliness. Yeah, that is, yeah. I, th- no one cares about that except for the comments section on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they care a lot. <laughs> the technical part. But no, th- those things yeah. are all true about me. Yes, yes. Y- you know, I feel like I have a vibe on what your favorite, like, uh, bands and genres and albums are. But I'm not sure if I really do. Um, when I've worked in record stores in the past, one of the things that we used to do a lot was based on the book and the movie High Fidelity, we would play the High Fidelity game with each other. Um, th- th- now, I-, I assume you've seen the movie. Oh, yeah. I assume you've read the book. 
I haven't read the book, actually. They're very similar. The, the only Good. real difference is that uh, Rob, in the end, realizes how shitty of a person he is more than he <laughs> does yeah, in the book yeah. than he does in the movie. He's also a shittier person in the book than oh, he is in the boy. movie. Yeah, yes. maybe I don't want to read it. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, the movie's good. Actually, have you seen the new TV show? I haven't. Have you? I have. Um, I've only seen the first two episodes, but it's really well done. I do a thing where I can't start a new show until I've finished one, another show that I'm watching, and Ooh. I started Watchmen, but it's really intense for me sometimes, so <laughs> yeah. I can't just like sit down and watch it after work because... I don't want to have anxiety like the entire night. So, yeah, and so yeah. it's taking you a while to get through it. Exactly. Yeah that, yeah, that that was me and a show called Undone. Have you heard about that no. one? It's wonderful. It's an Amazon Prime show, but it's real sad and real like powerful. So I was just like, uh, I'll, I'll get through this. And it took me months to yeah. get through it. You're like, I want to watch it, but I don't right now. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, can't yeah, handle yeah. it. Um, but but anyway, the new TV show is really great. And obviously, the thing that they do in the book and the movie is they play a top five game, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should do that. Let's we, do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, uh, at least in record stores I've worked in in the past, this is just a great time killer way to get to know each other, and mostly it's just like a good way to start a conversation about music. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, yeah, let's let's do this. Um, since it's our first time, like just here, first day, getting to know each other. Let's go basic, real basic. So let's go. Top five albums of all time, and obviously we're going to account for the fact that these are our personal preferences. We're not saying that these are – let's see. What are, what are the two things? There's objective and subjective. <laughs> these are subjective. Correct. Yes. <laughs> we will go subjectively what we think our personal top fives are, and obviously we'll give ourselves the credit that these will change. If, if I asked you tomorrow, I bet the list would be slightly different. Maybe not tomorrow, but next year maybe. Yes. Actually, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> so, so yeah, let's do that. So, so, so here, we will uh, we'll, we'll split up. Uh, we'll go around the store, find our top five records. We'll come back here, and then we'll, uh, you know, uh, do a little needle drop on each one, and uh, we'll, we'll discuss who we are as people as defined by what we're playing right here and what we think are our favorite albums of all time. All right, let's go. Cool. Okay, Tara, we both know the rules. One of us makes a music-related prompt, and we all have to answer in the style of a top five countdown. Today's prompt, our top five albums of all time. All right. So, uh, Tara, what you got? Let's what, what, start at the bottom. Bottom of the list. Mm-hmm, number five. First one to go out, John Talabot's Fiend. You're blowing my mind because I don't understand any of the words you just said. What? I, I've never heard of any of this. Please. Okay. So, yeah. I don't think this list – this list was not hard for me to put together because I just based it off what, have I, what do I listen to the most, what do I always come back to. Mm-hmm. And John Talabot is an electronic musician, producer, DJ from Barcelona, Spain. And this record came out in 2012, and it's called Fiend. I think it's his first full-length record. Um, but there's so many different layers. It's electronic, but it's so full. It's, it's awesome. Nice. 
You got to listen to well, it. What's the release date on that? 2012. 2012. So yeah, pretty recent then. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Say it again. John Talabot. So Fien. John Talabot is the guy. Yeah. And Fiend? Mm-hmm. So is the title like of the Fiend, album. Like Fiend without like, a D? Like in Italian. I think that's Italian. Oh, like, like end. Yeah. F-I-N with a little yeah. line over the I? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Fascinating. No, I, I remember, um, gosh, I guess it was at the end of 2019, you and I were talking about our favorite albums of the year. And when you gave me that list, I was really excited that there were like two or three that I had never heard of. Oh. And right now, this seems like it's in that same vein Probably. as the ones yeah. that I, I got from your list then, Oh, which cool. is exciting because yeah. I love those. Yeah. So I'm going to look into this. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, number five of all time, that's real high. Yeah. And, and you listen to a lot of music. So the fact that it's up there that high, that's saying a lot. I go back to it all the time. I have it on vinyl. I play it on my streaming service. I listen to it all the time, anywhere, all the time. Say it, one more, say it one more time. John Talabot. Talabot. Check. Okay. Fien. Fien. Yes. And he has another sort of like a duo called Talabo Man, which is him and another guy, but it's more like sort of techno-driven music. So, yeah. Wow. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited already. <laughs> the, the fact that in a top five of all time, yeah. th- there is anything that I've never heard of. Makes me so happy. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's keep on rolling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, do you want to do your number five first? How do we want to do this? Um, let's do all of yours because I'm greedy. All of mine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So, um, on my number four choice, um, is going to be broadcasts. Oh, nice. Noise made by people. Damn it, that's a good one. Yeah. That's so good. That one came out in 2000. And funny story about this one for me is in college, I had a White Stripes record, Mm -hmm. and I let my friend borrow it. He let me borrow this broadcast album. And I was like, I actually love this record so much. I want you want to trade just like for keepsies, uh, and he did. That's great. He traded it with me. And which now, white stripes was it? Uh, the one with all the hits. I oh, think. Uh, white blood cells. Yeah, it was like they're around the same time that they came out. Mm-hmm. So two thousand ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds about sense. right. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. it was Dish Steel. Which I just like to say out loud. I have no idea. De Steel. <laughs> but I it makes remember, sense. I because I didn't like it as much as this broadcast record. <laughs> this is a record you don't own anymore because you traded it away. Yep, yep. You know, you know when I was younger, uh, this is, you know, pre-CD burner. Um, I used to love to trade CDs with my friends as if they were like baseball cards. Like I loved doing that because uh, we couldn't really duplicate it easily. You could make a cassette if you wanted to, but at least during that era, cassettes were harder and harder to either come by or use like on a daily basis. So yeah, me and my friends, we would um, get our, our collections of CDs together, spread them all out. And then we'd be like, okay, these are the ones I'm willing to trade. You know, make like a little pile. It's like this pile is maybes. And this pile is no way. <laughs> There's no way I'm trading no these. No one can touch these. And then your friends would do the same thing. And then you would you would kind of like trade CDs with each other. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because uh, eventually 
you 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 would kind of realize the ones you really loved because you would be like, oh, you know, I really do miss Odelay. Maybe <laughs> maybe you trade me that one back, and then suddenly they love Odelay. So like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh well, well, how about I'll give you two CDs for that one? And That's like, so funny. And then CD burners came out, and then we could all just make copies of each other's things. Yeah. And that 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 ruined everything. No more fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing about broadcast is the singer Trish Keenan died from. Flu, the flu or something, yeah. or pneumonia comp, uh, complications. But I did get to see them live. Oh, really? At the Earl. Wow. With, um, with Bradford Cox opening as Atlas Sound, I think. Man, that's so cool. Yeah. So well, what year was that? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> when did she die? Fairly recently, You I'd know what? Say. I think this is a time to yell to JJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, JJ. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're back there uh, by the computer since you're on the register. Yeah, yeah. Also, dang, I can't believe you've seen broadcast. That's that's yeah. amazing. That's like if you told me you saw Jeff Buckley, I'd go, shut up. Oh, <laughs> you I know? wish. Yeah. Oh, dang. That would have been a good one to put in my list. I know. I thought about that. Spoiler alert. I didn't. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Buckley made my short list. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's 2009. She died in 2009? No. Uh, the, the show. Wait. Okay. What am I looking up? I thought I was <laughs> looking up the show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think show she died in, like at, soon after, like three years after or something. Yeah, the show was in 2009, it looks like. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, Trish Keenan died in uh, January of 2011. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was almost right. Yeah. like three so, years later. So what's the last broadcast album then? Well, they actually made more records after she died, but they're more like with, yeah, with weird her. sounds. Yeah, um, uh, the one with her last one was broadcast with the focus group, I believe. Oh, that one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What a bummer. Am I right, JJ? I'm looking it up. Maybe uh. they have that in the wiki. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But man, that's, that's really impressive. Like th- there are certain shows that are like, oh, wow, you got to see that yeah. because it, it's got a shelf life and you never know when people are going to come or going to go or yeah. bands that broke up, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of which, a future version of this game Top five concerts we wish we could have seen but never got the chance Ooh, to. Yeah, no, yeah, you need to write that one down. Yeah, or <laughs> or top five bands that we get to command them to reunite. <laughs> so, we, so we get to command as if we had oh, the power. As if we had the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where gotcha. it, it, if you could say, "Hey, Noel and Liam Gallagher, <laughs> you have to be friends again." Go. Oh my gosh. No one could ever say that. Those guys hate each other more than. I don't know. What are two things that hate each other? Oil and water. <laughs> yeah. Last Trish Keenan record. It looks like it's broadcast in the focus group. Yeah. Investigate which cults of the radio age. Man, that's yeah. a good album too. Actually, I think that one was my first broadcast album. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Not uh, I, I any think of the others. Very soon after ha, ha, got the rest. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, what a bummer. Way, Such to, way a to bring us Sorry, down, Tara. <laughs> Let me bring it back up with number three on uh-huh. my countdown from 1995. Oh. Sonic Youth. Nice. <laughs> Washing machine. That's amazing. Blood crystallized to sand. And now I hope you understand. You refl- That's. Everything I want. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was obsessed with Diamond Sea. One thing I will have to say, like, I think that all of the records on this list 
all have one thing in common, and is that they all have a lot of layers. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Nothing stripped down on your top nope. five. Okay. I've got at least one stripped down in my top five. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll t- we'll get to that later. No spoilers. Yeah, I won't tell you. <laughs> um, what can I say about that? I mean, that's like, that's it. I, I mean, Sonic Youth. The thing washing I, machine number three. That, that, that is one of the first things you and I bonded over is that we both love Sonic Youth, a yeah. whole, whole bunch. That album in particular, it's it's a fascinating one to me because it feels like an amalgamation of all the Sonic Youths. Because, you know, they've got a little, they've got a lot of vibes. Mm-hmm. They got like the jam band vibe. They got the noise vibe. They got like the straightforward rock and roll vibe. I feel like you get a little, oh, I actually, and kind of like a surprisingly poppy orchestral pop vibe. Yeah. And you kind of get that on Little Trouble Girl. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like all of the, all all the different flavors are on Washing Machine, which is is also why it's one of my favorites of all time. Yep. I mean, whew, what one of these days we're going to have to do another one of these top five, which is just top five Sonic Youth albums. Yeah, we should. And top five Sonic Youth songs. Yeah. Top five Sonic Youth everything. everything. <laughs> okay, so number two, Cocteau Twins, mm. Heaven or Las Vegas. Nineteen ninety. Can you tell these are going down in here? <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. I wonder if it, it um because you know there's a thing that's said about people when it comes to their favorite whatever is that um it leads to their most formative years. Weird. You know what I mean? That like whatever they like the best, like their favorite SNL cast. Yeah, but you know what's you know? funny is that I don't think I even heard of the Cocteau Twins until I was in college. Oh, interesting. So so, so yeah, so it's not about when you were a kid listening to it. It yeah. is you as an adult listening back to it. Oh. But, but maybe it still is imprinted on you or something, just like the vibe of the era. Yeah, actually, I would say a lot of these are from when I think maybe the college years were just the year where I was like really learning a lot about different music. The only thing that wasn't from college so far that I've talked about is John Talibot. Well, Sonic Youth, but that's like my favorite band, one of them of all time, so I had to include that. But... The John Talibot one obviously is post-college. Hmm. But I would say the rest are very college-y for me. Nice. Yeah. I'm telling my age a little bit maybe. But that's so cool. And, I, <laughs> and like in my head, um, this is something that just happened to me. Speaking of like latching onto things from the past and not really understanding why, but maybe it's got something to do with like our internal DNA and when you first hear something and when you latch onto it. I was at um, a uh, – I've been in a big kick of buying used CDs lately because they are garbage to people. People yeah. hate <laughs> CDs now. So I am just hoovering them all up. I'm mm-hmm. taking them all. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go to used bookstores, used record stores, and just buy stacks of used CDs because, like, oh, here's an example. Um, I was at uh, Half Price Books the other day. I bought my very first Madonna CD. Yeah, I know. I've never owned one before. Wow. Uh, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm middle-aged, and I've bought my first <laughs> – Madonna CD. Um, but uh, she – it was the Immaculate Collection, okay? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And um, so, yeah, I thought that was a good place to start, never own, having owned any of her before. And, man, I really, really realized that I love her late 80s era. Like the um, Cherish and like um, – Borderline? Yeah. Uh, and But what, what's – Dress what, You Up In My Love? What's the one that was really controversial? Um, Papa Don't Preach? Not that one. Like a virgin? Like a prayer. Like a prayer. Yes. yes. But yeah, Wait, like, that's 90s. That's 89. Oh. I, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like yeah, uh, specifically Cherish and Like a Prayer are like the end 
of like the of like my favorite era because mm-hmm. like yeah you, all the things you said before like borderline and you know lucky star yeah. and all that kind of stuff is great and then like i realized like that's the end for me once she goes past that into the 90s i, I start to lose interest and i think oh is that just because that's when i was a kid was in like the mid to late 80s is like that's like when i was born that's like when i was a kid roaming around so those are the sounds that are ingrained in me because mm-hmm. like i said i've never owned one of her albums yeah. before but obviously i've heard them all in the past right you know yeah, I, man, I don't know. I, there's some like even early 2000s Madonna that I like. Oh, like, 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 what's your vibe? Because you know, you as a DJ, I'm sure you play a lot of Madonna stuff. Yeah, like music is one that people like. Oh, there's yeah. the um, Hang Up or whatever, Hung Up. I don't think I know that one. It's like very disco y. It's kind of a Donna Summer vibe almost. Is that 2000s y? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yep. I, I think the only stuff of her I know. Oh, it large. samples the um, ABBA. Huh. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, I don't think I know it. I don't know it. Anyways, yeah, check that one out later. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I only know her singles. Uh-huh. So uh, it's, it's yeah, that's the only reference I have. Yeah. Huh, huh. Well, yeah. where where are we on your list? Um, We only have one more to go. Wait, wait, And what was your number the two last, again? Or, yeah, number two was Cocteau Twins, Heaven or Las Vegas. Man, that's good. I, so I, I good. just kind of want to talk about Cocteau Twins yeah. for a while. I mean, let's go there. I, I, I don't I, know. The vibe yeah. is so strong with Cocteau Twins. They're big and thick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're layers. Sa- yeah, <laughs> layers again. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's so good. And 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 um, I want to say what Cocteau Twins vibe reminds me of. But I think you're actually going to mention it in your number one. If in my head it's correct. Oh, did you just peek? Oh, I haven't. I, I haven't seen anything. But but let's see. Let's see. So you're number know. one. My number one is from 1989, Disintegration by The Cure. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely thought so. Now, to be honest, I didn't know which Cure album you were going to pick. But you knew there was going to be a Cure record. I, 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 because there had not been a Cure album yet, I figured yeah. that there there was one coming, and I did, but I didn't know which one. Yeah, my top two favorite bands of all time are The Cure and Sonic Youth. I have mm-hmm. a Sonic Youth tattoo, as do you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And The Cure, I'm going to also get that tattooed onto my body for forever. Nice. Because I love them so much. I wanted to actually bring up a quote that someone legitimately said to me is their personal quote. It's not a famous person or anything like that, but it was just such a good um, conversation I had with my friends, and I feel like this is a good time to share it. Mm -hmm. Um, The other day I was listening to the Beatles, and I I don't know why, felt a little like there was some dust in the air getting into my eyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt a little emotional, and so I thought, you know what, there's a lot of bands that kind of make me feel emotional, and The Cure is one of them, but I asked my friends what— what artists made them emotional when they listened to their records. Mm-hmm. And my friend replied, basically songs where there are disparate things going on at the same time in an overwhelming way that all seem to work together somehow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, that's why I like Sonic Youth. But, like, that's why I like all of these bands on my top five list. That, that's amazing. And, and and whoever said that, they are very smart. Yes. Well, they listed off a bunch of jazz records. Yeah, I can see that too. Which also makes sense for them. Yeah, yeah. C- kind of like the form, but the freedom. and the Yeah, yeah, I could see that, that really. Yeah. yeah. 
Interesting. I know. Well, this reminds me of a couple more lists that we should do in the future. <laughs> yeah. Just because you saying this out loud. One, top five songs that make you cry. Yes. And another one, top five genres you wish you knew better. Because for me, yes. jazz is one of those. Jazz. Like I know, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say five or six jazz musicians really well. And then the rest is like, I don't know how to look for more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I can only go with this stuff that everyone's heard of. You know, like, oh, Alice Coltrane. Like, yeah, of course. You know, or like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Kamasi Washington would be a modern one where it's like, oh, okay, these are jazz musicians that do a great job, but we all know that. Yeah. I don't know how to dig deeper. I know how to dig deeper in all, in many other genres, yeah. you know? So anyway, yeah, that's, so yeah, we, we have a lot yeah. of upcoming we uh, sure lists do. we can do. That's we great. We have a lot of, yeah. A lot of content for the future. <laughs> content. <laughs> okay, it's your turn. Okay. Enough suspense. Okay, my lists. Number five, based on things you've told me in the past. I'm not sure if you've heard this album before. Okay? <laughs> Try me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's Mad Villain's 2004 album, Mad Villainy. Oh yeah, I have heard that one for sure. You know yes. that one because because we've, we've discussed in the past before. Speaking of genres, you wish you knew better. Yeah, that that, that your your hip hop knowledge isn't what you want it to be. Right, but yes. MF Doom and Mad Villain, those are you yeah. got to know those. Yes, yeah. yeah, and that's that's honestly one reason why Mad Villainy is so important to me was it was my introduction. It was my introduction to MF Doom. But it, I think it was my first album that I knew Madlib produced. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was the one where I was like, oh, these beats are special. Like, this is really special. Yeah. What is this? And then based on that, I mean, um, uh, Madlib is one of my favorite musicians of all time, period. He's the greatest. And so this was my introduction to him. And so from that, it has imprinted itself in my heart as just like, this is very important music. This is foundational. This is great. Yeah. Wow. Fifth, number five. I know. I know. It, it also reminds me of this one time where uh, myself and my friend Andre were um, having a mix CD contest from our friend Terry's mom, where uh, so our friend Terry, his mom wanted to hear more hip hop in general, and so she she um, uh, asked my friend Andre to make her a mix CD, and I was like, "Fuck Andre, I'll make you a mix CD. It's way better than Andre's." And Andre's like, "What makes you think mine's bad?" I'm like, "Yours won't be bad. Mine will just be better because yeah. I'm great. Yeah. Uh, my opinion is so good." <laughs> Very Who full won? of myself. Oh, actually, Andre won. Oh. But, <laughs> but the thing I remember, um, so uh, he, he, he um, his vibe was much more hooks and kind of like um, radio centric, kind of like you know, the stuff the stuff you would hear, kind of like you know, as singles. Mm-hmm. And my my stuff was way more like. Weird. Yeah. Backpack rap, like kind of like noisy rap, like avant-garde nonsense. Because that's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah. And so um, when um, she listened to both of them, uh, my friend Terry's mom, (laughs) she said, um, oh, this is the first time I've noticed the difference between hip hop and rap. And I went, oh, oh, I'm not sure I entirely agree with you, but that's an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where she was calling my friend Andre's mix rap. CD. No, she was calling that hip hop. Oh. And she was calling mine rap because mine was lyrical based and his was like song based, melody based, oh, okay. hook based. Yeah. You know? And and so I, I'm still not entirely sure I agree with that assessment. No. But I thought it was an interesting assessment. <laughs> it's interesting for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Number four. You ready? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, this is Joanna Newsom's 2006 album, East. So good. I love East. Like it is denser than the the darkest black forest cake. It is like <laughs> it's it's so dense because it's got those that, those Van Dyke Park arrangements on it. And man, oh man, yeah. it's just it's bliss. And it's like what what is it five songs and it's like over an hour. It's each yeah. song is like eight nine minutes long. Yeah. It's astonishing. It's like what I want to hear when I'm going. Into the Narnia closet. 100%. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that album is really special for obviously a lot of reasons. Joanna Newsom is very special. She's – we don't deserve her. She's extremely talented. But that was what cemented her as like, oh, I have to follow you forever now. Because before yeah. that, I had heard her little like self-released EPs that she made. And I Wait, had... which is the one? Is it like cockles and something or something? Oh, you're thinking cam, clam, crab, cockle, cowrie. But that's oh. off the Milk-Eyed Mender. Milk-Eyed Mender, yes. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> Milk-Eyed Mender was fantastic. I love Peach Plum Pear. Absolutely. But I, I think people wrote her off as a novelty with that yeah. album because of her voice and yeah. kind of like her like – Preciousness, you know, sprightliness. Yeah, and and at the time, remember, people were calling everything freak folk. Remember that? Yeah, like people were calling Devendra Banhart freak folk. People yeah. were calling Animal Collective freak folk. They were calling Coco Rosie freak folk. Wow, we had so much freak folk back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but the funny thing, they now? But I think like as time went on, they realized that like, oh, everyone was just in that vibe at that moment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually what they sounded like because like Animal Collective is not freak folk. They are. Everything, you know, yeah. but mostly they're electronic as hell, you know. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. Uh, but yeah, East to me is extremely important and it just feels like a big, thick book, you know, yeah. like like when you oh. listen to it, it just it, you just got to get through the That's whole a nice thing. nice description. And I love it. It's just yeah. it's bliss to me. It's just wonderful. Um, Great choice. Have you seen her live? No. Have you? Yes, twice. I saw her play with the symphony or something, like at the Woodruff or whatever Really? Yeah. The Woodruff Arts Center? Yeah. Man. So good. When was that? Um, I don't know. JJ, can you (laughs) (laughs) search for that? I feel like it was like 2007 or 8 or something like that. So maybe like the Have One on Me era? Um, this might have been that was like 2010. Yeah, so so I'm, I, maybe it was between them because yeah. East was 2006. So you're right. Maybe, maybe it was like her yeah. in her East mode. I think it was before East. This is a uh, if it's the one that I found. It's 2007. Oh, wow. okay, that makes sense. So she would have been like on her East tour. I oh, just brought, I moved man. here because that that reminds me then because then she put out that EP right afterwards. Um, and the East Street Band where it's her live <laughs> arrangements. What? No, and I've never even heard of that. You gotta check it out. Okay. It's, it's one of the best EPs ever. Which, by the way, we should do top five EPs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Is someone writing this down? We 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 will. We'll, we need to make a list of our lists. Yes. <laughs> Top five lists. <laughs> Top five lists of all lists. Um, but, um, uh, but she did her live touring arrangements on that EP because they were different because she wasn't hanging out in a studio with an entire orchestra. But apparently when you saw her, she was. Yeah. So I'm envious of everything about this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. You ready? Wow, we're on number two already? Number two already. Wait. No. no we're on number three. Number three. 
I was like, hold on, I've missed something. <laughs> Number three, Bjork's 1997 <gasps> album, Homogenic. Oh my goodness. Yes. So good. I yeah. yeah. That was a tough one for me. I was like, should I at Bjork or should I not Bjork? The, the, there were a few artists that I feel really bad got left off my list. Yeah. I won't tell you who they are yet because you don't know who's coming. We should talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that after we finish. Um top five artists left off these lists. Yeah. Um okay, so Bjork Homogenic is just an epic, wonderful album. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful. And to me, kind of like what we were saying about Washing Machine, the Sonic Youth album. I think this is that for Bjork, where Bjork has her her her, her fingers in many pies. Like she yeah. can go in so many genres, so many flavors, so many everything. And in this case, she brought all those influences all together and made like, at least to me, her masterpiece at the time. I think she's continued to do many masterpieces, but this one was just like epic in my mind that she went so many places and touched so many things. And the music videos from this era were like perfect. And like the singles were all so varied, but also they all hung together in the same Mm -hmm. way. It was epic, but also approachable. It was noisy, but also really sweet and melodic. It, It was everything. It was yeah. everything in one. And yeah. like you were saying, very layered. <laughs> very layered. Yeah. I don't know. Name some songs off of that record because I sometimes blend some songs from oh, totally. some Bjork albums on onto other Bjork albums. Homogenic is like uh, Bachelorette, Hunter, Joga, all oh, those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That's, Nailed that's it. that okay. era. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And wow, that's from 1997? 1997. Why do I feel like that was later? Because uh, she's ahead of her time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true, always. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, everything she does, she is on the bleeding edge, like, so much so that it's like, eh, y'all aren't even into this yet. (laughs) Yeah. Like, y'all like this next year when I'm working my next shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Good old Bjork. (laughs) All right. uh, My number two. All right. Two. Pavement's 1992 album, Slanted and Enchanted. Lies and betrayals, fruit-covered nails. Yes, bravo. This is the one I was talking about when I said that I had something simple coming up. I feel like this is simple. Oh, not layered, you mean? Not layered. Stripped down. Yes. It is direct and simple and to the point Mm -hmm. and is pure inspiration. And like the first time I heard this album, the main thing it made me think was, oh, shit, anyone can do anything. Like (laughs) – like, 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 I actually, I remember this to Is a T. Is that tea. a good thing? I, I think, I think that's a, I think that's a great thing. Okay. In, in my eyes, being a, um, being more creative than talented is the best way to be. Like, obviously, the best musicians in the world are equally super creative and super talented. Mm-hmm. But if you only get one. I want you to be creative. Yeah. Way more than talented. Because like Pavement, their their musical style is is just loose as hell. Like I, I remember the first time I heard this album, I thought the CD was broken. Because like <laughs> songs would like cut off at random places and things would like, you know, move around. And like yeah. it, it felt like it was like scratched up or, or, or corrupted or something. And I, I got kind of mad. And then I kept listening to him like, oh, this is this is you know, corralled noise. Yeah. <laughs> and man, I loved it. Like, like I still love it. And it's just, it's very important to me 
to to like I guess kind of like present the world with like no nah, you don't have to be the world's best anything you just have to be really creative and really talented at like whatever you're presenting to the world yeah and pavements that that makes me want to go listen to it oh so like good. after I leave the store <laughs> um, what is your favorite pavement album just off the top of my uh, that one that one yeah. yeah slanted and enchanted feels so good yeah it's great but then I really like uh, that. Steve Mackmus and the Jicks album with the Jenny and the Jenny the oh, S Dog, um, the self-titled one. Yeah, yeah I really like that. Me too. That one's got Plantasies. Uh-huh. That one's got um, oh gosh, there's so many on that. There's one. so many. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, I know it's not pavement, but you it's know, pretty much pavement. But I can say this: um, I've heard that that album was going to be the next pavement album. Oh, really? And that's one reason why they broke up is because he oh. realized, oh. I got this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need those other dudes oh, for sad. this. It is. But, in <laughs> but the, it's still good. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm I'm so happy that we still get so much Stephen Malcolmus. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool. If that's the, the direction he had to take, good for yeah. him. You yeah, know? yeah. Good okay. stuff. Wow. Are we here? Are we there? We're, we're there. Number one. Number one. You ready? Okay. I don't know. Am I? It's the most Hit obvious me. thing in the world to anyone who knows me. You oh, ready? Yes. Radiohead's 2000 album, Kid A. (laughs) What? I almost wish it wasn't Kid A, because to me that's such a trite, simple answer. It's like saying the White Album is your favorite album. You didn't put any Sonic Youth on your top five. Oh, there, now, now we can talk about the artists I that we wish. I am disappointed in you. Me too. Me too. Who are you even? I don't know who you are. They are. Things have changed. They are all sitting at number six. They're all, <laughs> all sitting together. there. Because that was the hard part, as was me trying to decide what my favorite Sonic Youth album was. Like, oh like they're, my gosh. They're all so good. I didn't know who would break into the top five, so they all fought each other. It was a real Bernie and, no and Hillary won. situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and, gosh. And so, because um, if you were going to ask me right now, what's my favorite Sonic Youth, I would say... Washing machine. Actually, no. Right? You have the tattoo. I, I do. Uh, but no, right now, I would say Dude Ranch Nurse. Okay? <laughs> well, actually, no. Wait. Dude Ranch Nurse. Sonic Nurse. Sonic no? Nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude yeah. Ranch Nurse is yeah. the song on Sonic oh, Nurse. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, what album yeah. was that? Uh, but th- that's what I would say right now. Huh. And that's weird. Like, that's that's not their best album. That's just today. Like, no, yeah, it for what sure changes on. what vibe. Because Murray Street is totally different from, like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Rather Ripped is incredible. But it's so good. Not to mention Daydream Nation. Like, on a different day of the week, literally any of them could be my favorite. Yeah. So so because of that, they yeah right there at the bottom, all choose. of them. I couldn't decide because I because because it would have felt it's like, like a, choosing a favorite child. It would have felt like a lie to say Sonic Nurse was like my number two album because it's that's not true. That's yeah. just today it is. I love how we're talking more about Sonic Youth <laughs> than your number one choice, which is Radiohead. <laughs> Radiohead to me is uh, is um, very. Uh, wrote in my head as like, of course, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Now, now, um, part of that is because they've been my favorite album like forever. Um, but when Kid A kicked in, like when that became like, oh, boom, Kid A, here we go, boom. <laughs> when that happened, it was it was an enormous moment in my life because I realized how important music could be and like how well planned music could be and like. 
and also how much something could grow on you. Because mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard Kid A, I was like, oh, this is good, but it's no okay computer, <laughs> you know? And then I listened to it again and again yeah. and again. And each time I listened to it, it got a little bit better and a little bit yeah. better and a little bit better until the point I've listened to it now hundreds of times and it is my favorite album of all time. And it's I, – I, I do think it's perfect. I think every blip and blop on that entire album is in just the right place to just the right amount. And they – I think the way they promote it was was fantastic. No singles, no music videos. Like it was just presented as this whole art project and take it, you know? And and I, I, I loved it and I still love it to this day. It, it, the only thing I don't like about Kid A is I don't think it's very interesting because I think it's a lot of people's favorite album. Mm. So to me, like if someone said to me, oh, my favorite album is Kid A, I go, yeah. Of course it is. Who cares? What else you got? <laughs> you know, like that's the only problem with Kid A. Is My that... favorite Radiohead album is The Benz. The Benz is fantastic. I love The Benz. Yeah. But probably goes back to the whole thing of like your formative years. Mm-hmm. My high school times. Yeah. 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 To me, what was really important, uh, just speaking of Radiohead, my love for Radiohead, was the first time I listened to OK Computer and about halfway through the album when uh, Fitter Happier came on, you know, the one with like, it's like the little robot talking like Fitter Happier, more productive. (laughs) When that happened, I think that was the first time I had heard anyone be like crazy avant-garde. You know what I mean? Where I was just like, oh, this isn't even a song. This is just them fucking with me. I can't think of anything before that. I just remember me and my friend sitting in a room, just hanging out with that album on in the background. And when that happened, we were like, what's happening? This isn't a song. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is very, it's not a skit. It's not a song. It's not, it's not an instrumental. What year was that? That would have been 1997. Hmm. So I can't think of any albums that I listened to before then that were as experimental as that one moment. Because honestly, it's so funny. I'm like trying to think of albums that you've heard before <laughs> yes. that. Because <laughs> obviously, there's a thousand I'm albums sure. since yeah. then, you know, yeah. and, and stuff that I mean, obviously predated right. it. Like, for example, if I had heard, oh, let's say The Gift off of Velvet Underground's um, White Light, White Heat, that's a really experimental, crazy song, which yeah, I also it's funny. adore. I was thinking Laurie Anderson. Yeah, exactly. You were going there. I mean, you're pretty much going there too. In the same ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so, so I guess that's kind of the point, which is yeah. like, obviously many things predated it, but that was like my my, my gateway drug was yeah. Radiohead. And actually in many ways, Radiohead yeah. was my gateway drug because they were still um, uh, radio friendly. They still had singles. They still had amazing music videos, but they pushed your boundaries into a weird place. I still remember the, the, the first Radiohead song I loved was Karma Police because of the music video. Mm-hmm. The music video just like... That that was amazing to me. Do you remember that one? Is that the one with the little guy? It's like animated. No, no, no. That's that that one's paranoid android. Oh, oh, oh. This is the one where he's just in the back seat of a car, and the car is chasing some guy running down the street, and the whole video is like one. It's almost oh, one take. I've never seen that video it's actually. Wonderful. Uh, anyway, anyway, enough about Radiohead. <laughs> Top five music videos. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a really that's good. That's a hard one, one too. Yeah. Because music video has been around for a very long time, not yeah. like music. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good lists. That's a good list. Good lists. I'm, I'm also I'm very— I'm mad at you, though, Sonic I'm, Youth. What? Understandable. I mean, I understand, but I don't. Now, I, <laughs> I, I will say my top three that I really wanted to include, but I couldn't, okay? Uh, yeah. So, so you start thinking about yours, oh, too. I have some. Oh, yeah. perfect. Here, here's my top three. Number one, Sonic Youth. Number two, 
uh, Shabazz Palaces. I really wanted to get Black Up on there, but I, I just couldn't. I couldn't work it in. Mm-hmm. And number three, the Fiery Furnaces. Yeah, I really wanted I all three them. of them in my top five, and I just, I, I just couldn't do it. I, yeah. could, I couldn't squeeze them in because, because then I, I would have left other things out, you know, and I couldn't do that. Okay, you want to hear mine? Please, Fiona Apple. Oh, specifically when the pawn hits. When the pawn is like one of the best albums yes. ever. Ah. Oh. Next would be Bjork. Yeah. And I would probably go with Debut or yeah. Vespertine. Yeah. And next would be Stereolab. Yeah. Cobra, yeah. Cobra Phases. Now, I feel like your knowledge of trip hop is so much deeper than most people's. I love trip hop. Because <laughs> Debut to me is Bjork's trip hop album. I don't know. There's some house jams on there. It's true, too. But I do love electronic music. So. Yeah, yeah. It, well, because I was thinking that like, because I was listening to a lot of uh, Dummy recently, the Portishead oh, album. Yeah. And I realized that's the only Portishead album I own, which I've been trying to remedy, but I haven't I haven't quite like oh. found my thing yet. Yeah. Also, dang it. Mm. Um oh my uh my bloody Valentine. Oh fuck, we're so <laughs> stupid. Ah oh, We're so dumb. So dumb. Ugh. Oh. Anyways, we need a top ten. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but we had excellent lists, and I'm <laughs> and I'm, I'm always glad when lists don't overlap because then we get even more examples yeah. of everything. So that's yeah, really cool. Yeah. Fun times. <sighs> well, I mean, sadly, I think it's actually time for us to start closing up. We should really help customers or something, but whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, before we go, uh, we're, we should do one thing for the store, which is we'll restock the employee recommendation rack. Uh, but uh, I, I guess we should split up and uh, grab things that we think people will like. And we'll meet back here in a couple of minutes to put it on the old shelf. Let's go. Before we lock up for the night, we need to refill the employee recommendation rack. Tara, what you got? Oh my gosh. Been super duper 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 hella obsessed with this album that I'm about to recommend. It is a very good mix of Sonic Youth meets Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. Mm. And that is Cindy Lee's new album. I can't remember what it's called. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Cindy Lee can't be the Cindy Lee I'm thinking of. Who are hmm. you? you tell- I don't know who you're thinking of. Exactly. <laughs> you you tell me tell me Oh, what- the name of the album is called What's Tonight to Eternity. I love it. And I've I um I actually tried to recommend it to a bunch of my friends and Everyone's like, I don't really get it, but I love it. I'm obsessed. I bought I bought it on vinyl already, but and just came out. <laughs> can you tell me more about it? Because I I don't I don't know anything about this. I don't. I think. mean, it's jangly and noisy, but also has like parts where it sounds like she's singing inside of a cave, and I love it. That's all I can really say about it. it like, did it come out recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came out. Um, oh, it came out on Valentine's Day. Now. I'm really wondering if this is the same Cindy Lee that I know. Tell me about your Cindy Lee. Okay, Cindy Lee. Okay, so so this is going to go through a weird little prism. Okay. So, okay. Do you remember the band called Women, 
Yes, she was in that. Boom, we yeah, got it. We're, same Cindy Lee. Then we are talking about the same artist, and yeah. I'm very excited. That, yeah. Wow, I can't believe we— You would like this. I do like this. I haven't heard this album. You should check out this album. Wonderful. Because here, here's what I knew. So, like, women broke off into Viet Cong. Viet Cong renamed themselves Preoccupations. Mm-hmm. The other member, uh, Pat Flagel? Flagel? Flugel. Yeah. yeah. That person went over there and made Cindy Lee— yeah. Boom. And so that's amazing. Yeah. So we are talking about the same person. And she was like, for this album, really inspired by old Karen Carpenter recordings, wow. which also really excites me because I love Karen Carpenter. And also there's a Sonic Youth tie-in there, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you would really like this album. I'm really excited now. Because <laughs> I only own one album and in my head, they only ever made one album. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm excited. I'm very excited. That's nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to this. Cool. What's yeah. yours? Um, let's see. Mine, uh, I, I don't celebrate that this is going to seem like it's coming out of nowhere, but I promise <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Uh, I don't celebrate Christmas. Like, it's just not something I do. So um, I just listen to Christmas music whenever I feel like it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like basically, like, I, I just treat Christmas music like all music. Like, when I'm introduced to it, if I'm getting into it, I'll just listen to it because, like, that's – it's just music to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it isn't reserved for December. It's right. just out well, there. winter. No, no, nah, nah, but that's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't associate it with anything. Mm. So it's just music to me. So I'm re- I really got into this Christmas album recently. Okay. <laughs> All week. I've been listening to it, like, on repeat. And there are some fucking bops on this thing. Okay? <laughs> what is it? The album is called A Freddy Christmas Album. Best weed, million C's, where the liquor at? Mad Dog 2020 kept a nigga loose. Murder was the case, that's if a nigga takes the gin and juice. Cause then we gon' be riding on some bullshit. And here's what it is. It's kind of a confusing amalgamation of things. Okay. So it's uh, um, a remix slash mashup album by a person or collective, I'm not even sure, called Altered Crates. Now, Altered Crates combined two things for this. Freddie Gibbs vocals from Pinata and the beats came from a dude named Amerigo Gazaway, who he made a whole bunch of like Christmas themed instrumentals out of slightly lesser known like vintage what? Christmas songs. So they put them together into this new album that just came out in I think November of last year, 2019, where it's just got this amazing vibe to it. It's just it's just it, like seriously, there are some fucking Bops on this thing. You cannot deny it. Like, I defy anyone to start from track one and turn it off because it's just that good. Weird. So, and so it's a Christmas album? It's a Christmas album. Yeah, like all the songs are themed on around Christmas. And, um, wow. But like I said, I, I don't even. Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Freddie Gibbs, speaking of which, I fell in love with Freddie Gibbs again because of Mad Lib. Yep. I like any, anyway, anyway. Yep, that's, yep, same. That's, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but um but anyway, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share this one with you because this one is yeah. amazing. That's yeah. cool. All right, all right, hey JJ, you, you got a uh, an employee recommendation for the shelf? Yeah. Um lately I've been listening to a lot of midair thieves crumbling. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Well, yeah. Dude, 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 the fact that you've just said those words out loud made me so happy right now because no one else has ever brought up Mid-Air Thief to me before. I never even heard of them. I'm so excited. Please keep talking. Yeah, um, (laughs) it's a cool album from a Korean artist released in 2018. Uh, Top Shelf just reissued it last year. (laughs) 
Um, it's like ghostly kind of folk stuff mixed with uh, kind of like, I don't know, you might call like folktronica or idylliktronica, whatever people like to call that kind of thing. Almost like Grizzly Bear's Yellow House Dude! mixed with uh, Fortet's Rounds, <laughs> that, something like that. Ooh. That's um, how I describe it to people. Oh, that's crazy. We're on yeah. the same page, man. Um, folktronica. Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. I mean, it doesn't sound quite as 2000s as those two examples mm-hmm. would lead you to believe, but um, <laughs> yeah. I am so excited that you did, you, you brought that one up. Um, question to you, how did you come across it originally? I think on Rate Your Music. Oh, there you go. So, mm-hmm. you see, to me, do, do y'all ever go on Bandcamp? Yeah? yeah? No? Yes? Yes? Yep, yep. Do you know on the main page at the bottom there's this feed where it shows like, hey, what people are buying literally yeah. right now? Yeah. Midair Thief was one of those for me. Oh, We're cool. based on nothing. Based on nothing. Actually, I, I tend to do this actually kind of frequently. I just see what's passing by, and if something just happens to look interesting to me, I'll just click on it just out of curiosity. It, it kind of feels like um, the world's randomizer, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, And actually, that's actually where I came across this um, altered crates thing that I'm putting up here, too, because I saw something where it was a flying lotus slash um, Aesop Rock album that just came out like a couple of days ago. And I was like, bullshit, there's no Flying Lotus Aesop Rock album that came out a couple of days ago. I would have heard of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it turned out that this Altered Crate person, alter, Altered Crates, had made a compilation of it. And so from there, that's how I got to this Freddie Gibbs Christmas album. So it's all pretty amazing. But anyway, that's how I came across Midair Thief. And it actually took me a long time to figure out who they were because when I saw them at least, um, everything was written in Korean. So I, I couldn't figure out who they were, where they were from, et cetera, et cetera. And so actually on uh, on my Twitter page a long time ago, whenever ever it was I first came across them, I was like, can someone please tell me about this? <laughs> and I just like, copied <laughs> and pasted the information. And and thankfully, someone on Twitter was very kind enough to like, fill me in on all the information about the band and where they're from and what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And Oh, cool. I'm so excited you said that, JJ. <laughs> so excited. It's a great album. It is. Um, funny. Well, I, I, I guess that's it for us. I guess we should lock up the door and uh, I'll, I'll kind of like end our night, right? So uh, thanks for coming in today, customers. But uh, but the store is officially closed. So uh, yeah, happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.